and that we love a chat. We love to help and that's a fact. So we have made it our mission to find stuff out. From diagnosis and education, slimming out of your frustration. Chat to folks who've been there too. Collect it together and share it with you. If you know someone we should speak to, send them our way and that's what we'll do. We like to have our sensory networks. You know what? Hi, welcome to Century Matters. Today you've got Joel and Lorraine, and we're going to be talking about the show Atypical and basically everything about it. Hey, Lorraine. Hey. So How are you? I'm good. How are you? Yeah, good, thanks. So for anyone who doesn't know, Atypical is a Netflix show that's now on its third season. The third season came out on October 31st at midnight. And it's about an autistic teenager trying to navigate neurotypical worlds through various different situations. Um, so we're first going to talk about how we think atypical represents autism acceptance and acknowledgement as a whole, and whether we think it does it well. Lorraine, do you want to start? Yeah, um, I was really worried when Atypical came out because there's lots of shows and people have lots of opinions and I thought, please, please do this show well, because we need something that does actually represent life as an autistic teenager, as a family of a child with autism. And, and I think it did a really good job, to be honest. Yeah, I think I, think I felt Carry on. really connected. I felt really connected to the characters. Yeah. Um, I felt that their life was very similar to, to mine and our lives. And whilst it won't be typical of everybody's journey I think it was definitely a good representation of some people's journeys yeah I think having lived both the sibling of an autism role and now an autistic person's role I can relate to both characters simultaneously yeah which is very weird so like I can without going into details because spoilers, um, I can relate to the loneliness sort of kind of not feeling noticed when you've got an autistic sibling. Yeah. But then at the same time, the episode where he's at college, I can totally relate to that. Like, it was almost a mirror of what I went through. Yeah. So that was kind of like a weird dichotomy of things. Yeah. I mean, for me, the parents' role was kind of, well, the parents' story was kind of annoying only because I can't relate to it. See, and I, I can relate to the parent role. Yeah. Which, are you relate more to the mum or the dad? I can relate to both of them um, on, on different levels and for different reasons. And at times I don't like their characters and at times I love their characters. Mm-hmm. And while this show is great, I do think it has some problems. So when I was re-watching it, and I hadn't noticed this the first time we watched it, but you know the scene where the dad first goes to the support meeting? Yeah. And they're like, oh, we use we don't use people first language, we use the other one. Uh, yeah, I probably didn't pick up on that. And I was like, I felt, I don't know how I felt about it, I felt, one, I was like, I don't know why they're saying that. 
but also it kind of showed the ridiculousness of getting caught up in language when you're in a safe space. Yeah, definitely. Because I, I think whilst language does matter to some people, I don't think it matters if you get it wrong because if you don't get it wrong, you don't learn. Yeah. And in that... It opens up a conversation. In that scene, they were showing that he was kind of ostracised for it, even though he didn't know any better. Yeah. And also, like, if I compare it to other TV shows in the past that have mentioned stuff like certain therapies and stuff, there's none of that in this show. Yeah. Like I quite that. I like that that they don't have certain therapies. They they keep it very safe and they keep it very this is the basis of autism that you need to know. This is what someone living with it is like. So it's kind of for autistic people rather than about autistic people. And that's something that I get hung up about a lot. And I think it's important when when TV programs like this come out and you get the divide where some people say, well, this doesn't display my life and my child. There's people who are autistic and there's people who are autistic with learning difficulties and other mm-hmm. comorbidities. Yeah. And I think it's important to remember that this does cover a wide range of autistic people. Yeah. like, And lots of people can relate to it. Even though the main character might not reflect your child or you when he's in his support group there's like six autistic people and it basically covers the range of autistic people yeah that's exactly what i was going to say that that group when i I watch that part i'm like oh god i know somebody like that i know somebody like that that group is my favorite thing about the show it's awesome and um spoiler alert in the third series you know when he goes for his help and support and his friends there from high school Mm mm-hmm I'm like, that just made me feel so warm. <laughs> but yeah, um, nah, I think overall, I mean, it does have its problems. There's bits where I was like, that probably could have been done safer. But mm-hmm. it's the first show since Parenthood where I've been like, okay, yeah, I can watch this because the autistic character doesn't make me want to scream. Yeah, I'm going to start watching Parenthood again, but I do have some issues with Parenthood. So do I, but... For its time, I can kind of get past it. Yeah. Like, if I look at it now, I'm like, yeah. But then if I look at it, that it was made in, like, 2009 or whatever. Yeah. I'd be like, yeah, the world was slightly different. So this was probably the understanding at that time. Yeah. I think that's the issue as well. You have to watch TV shows like you're watching it then. Yeah. Like, imagine the world is like it was then. And then it's easier to watch it. But, um, again, yeah, I think they didn't just get Sam right. They got everything right. They got his first relationship right, which I kind of went through a similar thing. It was just slightly worse. But, like, when you don't understand the roles of a relationship and you approach it through research, the way that he approaches it through research and watching other people... Yeah. It shows you how easy it is to fall into potentially like abusive or not healthy relationships because you can't pick up on the social cues that they're unhealthy relationships. Yeah. And I think that's a very important role in this show. 
Yeah, definitely. I also think that's something that people don't talk about a lot, and they should. Yeah. Like, I think that's the good, the good thing about this show, is that it pushes boundaries in... It doesn't shy away from doing things like sexual stuff. Yeah. Um, at, at first, I thought I might blush at some of the scenes, but I, I think it's good that he talks about that kind of thing because as a 18-year-old boy navigating life at that time, it's very relevant. Mm-hmm. But even just, like, the way that he's not comfortable with stuff that his girlfriend does, but he does it anyway, it's stuff yeah. that I went through because I'm like, well, isn't that what a boyfriend does? Yeah. And I think society, well, the autistic community kind of missed out on, like, sparking up a conversation of going, wait, maybe autistic people don't know how to start romantic relationships. Maybe we should teach them. Yeah. Or at least maybe we should give them, this is a red, red flag. Because when yeah. I started a relationship, I didn't know what red flags were. So. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, um, since my diagnosis and the after appointments that I've had, a lot of that has been kind of like relationship therapy mm-hmm. um, and going over things that I've not understood and my husband's been so understanding and we've started to look back over our relationship and be like, yep, yeah, that was because of that and that was because of that. Yeah. Okay, shall we take a quick break and then we will talk about the more specific stuff in the show without going into spoilers. If we do... Just warning, we would say, spoiler alert, wait a few seconds so you can disappear, or we'll give you the time that you can skip to when we're done. We are excited to announce our new look toggle boards and board pendants, now available in a polished gloss finish. We have three amazing colours, black, silver and camo. Available now from our website, chewygem.co.uk. Now back to the podcast. Okay, um, so welcome back to the Sensory Matters podcast. Today we're talking about Atypical, which is a Netflix show about an autistic teenager dealing with um, life as life in a neurotypical world. We've so far talked about whether we think it's good or bad for autism acceptance and autism acknowledgement, and the themes and problems, and now we're going to go into certain situations that mirror our lives or mirrored lives of our community or people that we know. So are there any specific um, scenes or any specific um, themes that re- that you can find in your life as an adult with autism and as a parent of two autistic people? Well, I'm going to take the parents first and look at it from the parents' perspective of a child with autism and how Elsa the mother behaves when Sam's, you know, he's going off and he's starting to explore the world and do his own thing. Yeah. And it's like, she doesn't know what to do. Yeah. Because she's been there, she's done everything, and she needs to let go. And anyone who watches the show knows that Elsa struggles to let go. Yeah. And I can totally get that because you just want to help your child. You don't want them to fail at anything. You just want to be there for them and pick up the pieces. I don't don't agree with her affair. But I can totally understand why that would happen. Yeah. Um, and some of the parts around the affair and the aftermath of the affair really do annoy me. Yeah. But I can totally see it happening for people. Yeah. Because it's like switching off from one life 
and having something completely separate just yeah. to forget about what's going on. I think that it annoyed me because obviously I can't relate to it. And yeah. that's kind of what annoyed me about season two the first time I watched it. Where That's why I didn't like it. And then yeah. the second time I watched it, I was like, I'm more okay with this, I think. Yeah, see, I can see it happening because I've seen it happen to other people. Yeah. Uh, I know other parents that have split up when their child's been diagnosed or they've struggled through. Um, and I have seen it happen, so I can kind of see that. But for me, Doug is just the most amazing bloke. I love Doug so much. Yeah, so I'm in my head, I'm thinking, how could anybody cheat on Doug? He's just brilliant. But I do think that Elsa is a bit selfish in this show as a person. Yeah. Like, she kind of does stuff and she's like, do it because it's for me, or just don't do it sort of thing. Yeah. She's that kind of person, there's nothing wrong with it, but that's probably why that situation happened. Yeah. I mean, I started to question in season three whether she's on the spectrum. See, I was wondering that because usually a parent is usually on the spectrum. And they've said that a few times in the show, but they never pick it up on it. No, but- and I just think of some of her, like, you know, she, she um, she, a spoiler alert, when Sam takes the calendar board. Yeah. And that kind of really freaks her out and she needs that calendar board and routine. Yeah. There's a few things that pop up in season three that made me think, do you know what? She could be on the spectrum. It'd be cool if season four kind of runs on two parallel themes where the show's equally about Elsa as much as it's about Sam. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So like you'll have half an episode where she's going to the therapist and finding out and talking about it and then talking about her life and you see it as Sam as a kid or something. Yeah. And yeah, that would be a good. Reflection. Yeah, because I like in season three, I like Elsa's relationship with Julia, the therapist. Yeah. But yeah, I just I think Doug's brilliant, and I would love to be married to Doug. Uh, what else was there? Um, Casey. Yeah. Okay, I found Casey's the whole Casey relationship arc is really annoying. Like, I don't see why it's there. It takes up so much time, and it basically adds nothing to the story. Oh, in the third series? Well, yeah, like... Second slash third. Second slash third. It's like, I mean, the one bit where I kind of was like, okay, the boyfriend has a reason to be in this show was the bit where he was working with the ambulance. Yeah. Apart from that, I'm like, why are you here? (laughs) See, I really like Evan. I do. I just don't think he's used enough. That's my issue. Yeah. Like, I don't see what he brings to the story. Yeah. But I um, love Casey. I think Casey's my favourite character. Casey was yeah. me when I was, like, 15 and my brother was being bullied. Yeah. Like, I was so violent all the time. But, do you know, I, I also see traits in Casey. Yeah. At the end of the first series, I thought to myself, she could be on the spectrum. Yeah. I like, again, I'm going to talk about um, parenthood. I'm sorry for anyone who hasn't seen it, but like, you should have seen it by now. Um, I like the reflections. So if I'm looking at 
the girl from Parenthood, I forget her name, the sister. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. If I can't you compare her, um, Hattie, if you yes. compare her to, um, what's her sister's name in Native Call again? Casey. Casey. I like looking at the two different types of autistic siblings, but how they have the same issues, but how they kind of have, how they deal with them in different ways. Yeah. How they deal with the loneliness, how they deal with feeling ignored in different ways. Yeah. And I think, again, these are the two shows where I'm like, they have autistic siblings. Usually other shows, like that BBC one about that girl, I forget what's called. Oh, the A word. Yeah, with David Tennant, because they had a sibling as well. Oh, no, yeah, I know the one you mean, but I can't think of the name of it. But, like... This one, this is the only show where I feel like it's positive. Yeah, because the A-word, the one thing that I did like about the A-word was the sibling relationship there as well. Yeah. But usually, it's shows tend to be so negative, yeah. which is realistic. Don't get me wrong, it's realistic, but then the public perception of autism is kind of ruined slightly, in my opinion. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I think atypical is great because it does show that things are that there are things that you can achieve in life because a lot of people think, oh, my child's autistic, they'll never make friends. But look at the relationship that Sam has with Zahid. Yeah. I absolutely love that friendship. Also, I don't think that people like they'll never make friends is that they'll never make enough friends, and I think that's a stupid concept. Yeah. Like, I don't need ten friends if I have one friend. Yeah. But um, I was going to say something now. <laughs> I forgot. Um, I also like how it shows um, how it shows the general public how they can help autistic people, especially that scene on the bus. I'm trying to think of the scene on the bus. After he goes to see Julia and he goes on the bus and he has a meltdown. Oh, yes. And then the parents come and go, this is how you can help the next time. And the whole thing with the police, even though that's very much more of an American thing. Yeah. I think. Um, I can like how it's showing the public, this is how you deal, or this is how, not deal, interact with autistic people on a day-to-day basis. Yeah. I think that's very helpful. And I think the fact that this show isn't ramming autism down neurotypicals neck is very helpful. Yeah, and yeah, I like the way that when Sam's navigating the world, it's not it's not obvious that he's autistic because it's that common thing you don't look autistic, and sometimes he'll get a look of oh that's a bit of an odd thing to say, but there's no real negativity, yeah. which people tend to say that they've experienced in real life. And I mean, it probably will turn up in this show eventually. Yeah. But I think I have enough faith in the showrunners for them to deal with it properly. Like, it wouldn't surprise me if there's an autistic person working on this show or consulting on this show. Yeah, I think season one, there was a lack of autistic actors and behind the scenes. I think I remember reading an article about that and they added more to the cast and the crew. And that makes me happy, like... One show that I have a real problem with, and people love it, and I really can't see why, is The Good Doctor. 
never seen like, it. So if I'm going to compare this show with another big show with an autistic person on it, I'm going to compare it with the autistic daughter, doc, doctor, which is about this savant who's a doctor and he's a genius and he's like 16 or something. And the first episode is him just saving this person's life, basically because he's autistic. Yeah. And I was like, this really isn't great representation. I've only seen like three episodes and I just couldn't do it. Yeah. Because it's not real life. It just kind of um, perpetuates that uh, that myth that we all have special interests and we, not that we, all, that we all have special gifts, sorry. Yeah, it's never appealed to me purely because of that reason. Yeah. But how right do they get special interests in this show? Oh, definitely the penguins. And how right, this is one thing, how right do they get the um, autistic empathy when the thing happens with the um, with the portfolio that goes missing? Do you remember that scene? No, because I didn't re-watch it. I just watched no, it. No, this is in... Um, is this in season... No, the, yeah, this is in season two where they're in the group and Sam's talking about how most artists end up homeless. And the autistic girl, I forget her name, the one that... Um, Dog gets friendly with the mum. Oh, I can't remember season two now. I've got season three firmly in my mind. Is she, she's in season three. She's the one who helps set up the police thing. Yeah. Yeah, her. Her daughter takes Sam's portfolio the day before his interview. Oh, yes, I do remember that, yeah. Because she's scared that he's going to end up homeless. And I'm like, that's exactly how it is. Yeah works it doesn't work how you yeah. think it should work but it's there well then that, that's the same as in season three when the girl talks about the statistics mm-hmm. and how sam that's like all sam can think about exactly yeah <clears throat> like i think it does it's a very good show for showing everything that we deal with that people don't see yeah it's a very good show for spreading autism knowledge. I'm not going to go into that into into like the fifth podcast. If you want to hear it, you can go back. We talked about it before, but essentially, it's talking about the um, details of autistic people and what they go through, so that neurotypical people can get it even more. Yeah, I think that's something that this show does very well. Um, I, I thought it was very, very good for season three, you know, because obviously he goes off to university and he, he's entitled to help, but mm-hmm. he wants to be a typical guy going to, to college or uni or whatever, and he thinks he can do it himself and he doesn't need to register for help. So and on the BA, I actually never got any help. You didn't? No, it was only on my MA when I got help. Right. Yeah, I think it's because um, he wants to do it himself, so he doesn't ask for help. That's and, kind of why I did it as well. Yeah, and I can imagine a lot of people want to just fit in and not have help. So when he goes to the first class and he's not allowed his laptop. Yeah. And I'm like, this is this is what happens and this is why people, they need help. Yeah. And, and it's, not, it's not bad to ask for help. Yeah, I'm going to say this for anyone who's listening who's going to go into that situation. The help that I got on my... Masters compared to the help that I got on my BA, I probably could have got a first on my BA if I had had that help. Like, honestly, it's so good. You go every week, 
They're so helpful. It really does affect your life and it makes it so much easier, even down to living in halls or wherever you're going to live. Yeah. Yeah, I thought I, I, that's why I can relate to that episode particularly a lot. That's why it got to me. Because I was like, yeah, I've been through this. I've been through having the meltdowns in class. I've been through not really understanding how the people in my class work, even though they're younger than me. I just felt it was very poignant that without the help, you know, when he got the F and he'd never got an F before. Mm -hmm. And I thought it just shows how important it is to get the help that you deserve. Yeah. And also the help that you need. Yeah. Because you might say you don't, but that's probably because you've had it all your life and you don't notice it's there. Yeah. Like if you have something all your life and it's stripped away, suddenly you realise that, oh, actually I need that. Yeah, and I think in Sam's case, he's had the help and then he stopped. But for me, it was a, it pointed out that without the help, he didn't do so well. Yeah. Because he needs that extra support. <clears throat> yeah. I also like how it showed his childhood as well. With yeah. Casey, like, from Casey's point of view, but it still showed how, like, he used to have meltdowns and stuff like that. And I thought that was quite poignant. Yeah. Yeah. I also really like his relationship with Paige. <sighs> you not? I like the relationship. I... Do you not like Paige? It's hard because I don't like Paige, but I can understand why she does the things she does. See, I Paige, think... to me, Paige doesn't come across like a real person. No, she doesn't. But what Paige is, is... She's essentially showing how autistic people can fall into possibly abusive relationships without knowing they're doing it by keeping lighthearted. Okay. As someone who's been through that, that's probably why I don't like Paige. It's not that I don't like her. It's I don't like the situation that she put Sam in in the earlier seasons. Yeah. And as someone who's been through that, I think that's my own personal bias. I mean, to be honest, she's very bossy and demanding, yeah. even, you know, in season three. I just like the fact that he's got somebody who understands him. So do I. Um, for me, particularly the um, the part where she tells him to go to his top drawer. Yeah, I like him more. I like her more season three. My issues with her were season one and two, the whole thing where we're just friends and she doesn't define it and she kind of messes him around and, yeah. you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. That's where I had an issue with her. Season three, not so much. Yeah. But again, season three, there was so much going on that I kind of forgot she was there for most of it. Well, a lot of the time she wasn't. But do you know what I mean? It's the same yeah. with um, with Casey's boyfriend. It was like they were kind of side characters for this one. Yeah. Oh, God, don't even get me started on Zahid's girlfriend. How annoying was she? Just, yeah. That, again, I, I kind of saw why it was there. It kind of gave an arc. But, again, I think they could have focused probably on other things that was going yeah, on. Yeah, I, th I understood why she was there and how it affected the relationship between Sam and Zahid and, and all of that. But she was just so annoying. Yeah. See, this is my issue, right? Season two... You could definitely see there was a season three coming. This one felt very wrapped up, which has me a little bit worried. Mm. I'm really hoping they bring it back for season four, but they kind of 
Like, this one had an end point. I'm trying to think if I... Because I, I thought it could still... It could, but it wasn't like season one where they're at the board. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And there was definitely a season two coming. And season two, the end, something happened, I can't remember. It was definitely... It was... Um, he told Season Paige, two was the lock-in, wasn't it? Yeah, he told Paige something and then he was leaving. Yeah. And there was definitely a season three coming. This one, there wasn't like, this has happened, but definitely a season four coming. But I'm kind of hoping there is. Yeah, it does kind of seem like they've rounded off the edges. I'm really hoping there is. Like, I think it would have been a real shame if this show went off air at this point. Yeah. Especially since I can see in the next few years autism awareness and acceptance kind of getting more recognition than it already has. I think this show could be... This show, and if they made a British version of this show, put on BBC, it could have, like, a real turning point of, okay, this is actually, like, everyone will be watching this because it's such a good show. Yeah. Like, I think the UK could see this show and take it and do a lot with it from a British point of view. Yeah, because I do think there are differences in culture. And they, I think the UK can probably get away with it being a lot more raw. Yeah. Especially if you look at stuff like Skins and stuff. The fact that the UK can make Skins yeah. and make all of these shows that are quite um, off the ball and off the wall and stuff. Yeah. I think that they could deal with like an autistic kid in London or up north and dealing with going on trains and dealing with like loud shopping centres and dealing with maybe getting confronted in the street. You know what I mean? Yeah. Also, this is something that I like. And TV shows with other cultures and how is an autistic... What's an autistic person's experience in this culture and that culture? Well, interestingly, when I did my sensory clinic at the autism show, I had a couple of appointments with parents from different cultures and it was very eye-opening and very interesting because i feel like you don't see that a lot yes. and that's something that's missing as a whole from my yeah. community and it is completely different um the two ladies that i spoke to that day their lives are completely different to ours yeah yeah and it's just something that like I talk to people all the time and I have friends from those cultures, but when I talk to them, I probably can't relate to it as much as if I saw it on TV. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Or if I read it in a book. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that might be the next step. Yeah. But, yeah, I think we should go on to the last point because we're running now. So um, why do you think people should watch Atypical if they haven't? Um, I think you should watch Atypical just because it's a great series, really. Uh, it's not even anything to do with the fact that there's an autistic character. I just think if you've got a little a gap and you want something to watch, it's a great show to watch. For me, it's just, yeah, it's just it's just an entertaining show. I agree. And I think, um, again, even if, I think we're talking about it from an autistic point of view, but as we said before, there are shows with autistic people on them that we don't watch because they're not good shows. This show is great. I don't think I've met someone who has not liked this show. Yeah, it's a great show. I just I just think everybody would enjoy it. 
but I also think it is good for those who are autistic to relate to somebody. Yeah. Um, and to relate to the family matters that are going on around. It's also good for non-autistic people to understand family dynamics of somebody with autism. Yeah. I think it's also good for people who have never met an autistic... Okay. It's also good for people who have never met an autistic people person sorry, to get an idea of what it might... I'm going to hate saying this. What it might, in quote, look like if you meet an autistic person. But note that it's only a certain type of autistic person and there's loads of different ones and autistic people don't have a look. Yeah, autistic people don't have a look. But what I would say about Sam is Sam does not mask. Yeah. Um, So I think that's interesting. Yeah. I just didn't want to use the word look, but there's no way that I could really... Yeah, there's a... Yeah structure that sentence it's how he acts and like how you should interact with an autistic person this show will kind of show you that and it'll show you okay this is what they go through and they're not weird and they're doing this for this reason and if they start talking about penguins it's because it's special interest you should kind of just go along with it and listen yeah. to what you say and just go yeah that's interesting and learn from it yeah now you're making me want to see a, a show where they have a middle-aged woman who was not diagnosed as a child and masked her way through life. Can they make, just make a show about Laura James? Please, <laughs> and, make, and make her act as Laura James, and I'll be happy. That would be awesome. I mean, in EastEnders, there's a storyline where... Um, oh, what's her name? I know the storyline. I don't watch EastEnders, but I have heard I have heard the storyline. Is it good, or is it problematic, or...? It's not, there's not been that much on it, to be honest. I think they're drawing it out because I think they're doing it in real time. Yeah. Um, it, like the, the kid couldn't get an appointment, so they were going to go private and, and all this, that and the other. So I think it's, it's taking its time. But I would like to see the mother on the spectrum because I've always thought that she was on the spectrum. Yeah, I think they would. Eventually, they have to do something like that with one of the parents on the spectrum. I, don't yeah, see... I mean, she definitely could be, and I think that would be great. Now that Sam's off at college, I think they need a new sort of direction for it. Yeah, and they, I think they could they could go with that for season four about Elsa. And I don't see where else they could go. Like, at the end of the season, what are they going to do, really? Like, Sam's going to go up and get a job, yeah, but there's only so much of Sam that people can watch before they get bored. Yeah. Can I just say before we um, before we finish it, I love the fact that Sam has a job. Yes, I love the fact that Sam has a job. Um, and the fact that he's good at his job because he's good with tech and things and, and he memorised the whole store and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, because... it shows how people's job can sort of become their special interest. Yeah. And that's kind of what happened with me with Chewy Joe. Yeah, me too. Like, it was already sort of my special interest, and I found you guys through someone else's page because it was my special interest, and I follow their page, and I start working my special interest, and then it kind of just all comes together in a circle. Yeah. So, now, yeah, I think overall it's a very positive show. It does have its problems, and there were some other things that, I picked up on, but that I haven't said, but it doesn't matter. But overall, if you can 
look past the small problems because they are very small details. The show as a whole is very good for autism acceptance. Definitely. I think it's one of the things that will push the generation below mine further to the goal of getting fully accepted. Yeah. Because they're the ones who are watching this show. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I think that is it for this week. Yeah. Nice so, to chat to you. Yeah, nice to see you too. Um, we will be back next week. And um, just a note that the podcasts are now going out on Wednesdays instead of Mondays. Um, just because of some admin shifts we've been doing. So expect them on Wednesdays, not on Mondays from now on. Okay, bye. Bye. Well, that's it for this week. And thank you once again for listening. We really do appreciate it. If you've got time and you can spare 30 seconds, then go and give us a five-star review on iTunes. It really helps other people find our content. And we know that our content and our episodes are so helpful to our community with lots of hints and tips and interesting interviews. So go and do your kind deed of the day and leave us a five-star review on iTunes to help others find us. Also, so that you never never miss an episode and you get a notification when a new one is available why not hit subscribe and that way you'll never miss us finally if you're not already a member of our fantastic facebook support group i suggest you go join it we'd love to see you in there there's loads of fantastic chat lots of peer-to-peer support from people in the same boat as you so go and search on facebook for the chewy gem sensory support group and let us know what you're thinking of our episodes speak to you then bye